0: Welcome, listener, to Miles Ahead, the podcast about the connection between mental health, physical health, and spiritual health with your host, Miles and Josh.
1: It's the trifecta. Here we go. The three things.
0: Well, and and the topic for today is uh, seasonal affective disorder, and uh, that's a great uh, intersection of all those things because... (laughs) What uh, what blasts you physically and mentally definitely blasts you spiritually. So, yeah, we're going to get out. Yeah,
1: good. And it, it's ironic because today is a cloudless day and it's my favorite time of day and I can already tell my mood is like 50% better because I absolutely have this damn thing going on and I hate it. And, uh, yeah, this time of year, is, um, it, it's when it hits hard. Usually worse in, in the Pacific Northwest than, you know, November, December, January. Um, just in time for my birthday in November. It always rains on my birthday, so it's another downer. But yeah, this one, it's a thing. It's a real thing. People sometimes don't think it's a thing, but it's a thing. And if you're prone to depression, then you're prone to have this thumpy on the head even harder. So uh, yeah, we'll get into some of that and the the diagnostic aspect of it with um psychology and then what we can do about it and uh how we both personally experience it or not do you personally experience it um
0: yeah in a way yeah uh, for sure i do i mean um if the, for me the biggest thing is the sleep cycle my sleep cycle changes yeah, yes that messes with my uh energy in the morning um so i have to sleep a little bit later than i would like to Mm -hmm. To feel fully recharged, which affects other things, and I think like a lot of people, I just am a creature of that has preferences, and my preferences are to be out and about and doing more, and the easier when there's more daylight. So um, the upside is though I I do like the cold, so I actually like the lower temperature. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's one with that. Yeah, I take I'll take a cold sunny day any day over a hot rainy day, hundred percent right totally it's weird man
0: oh 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 Oh. here's a little special
1: guest appearance that's what we wanted to get on camera hello (laughs) (laughs) you too nice work on seeing a bald eagle
0: yeah thank you
1: fresh from fresh from birding it
0: was awesome okay unless you get back to it okay okay
1: love you you. future podcast guest guest right there here we go all right now, now you got to explain to the listeners what just happened. Yes, that's or the, or the um,
0: that's my girlfriend, <laughs> uh, uh, Kayla. She is a semi-professional birder and very professional partner. She's <laughs> uh, she just moved in about ninety days ago, and she's getting familiar with the area. So today was her first birding trip with uh, a meetup group that uh, does monthly uh, bird watching.
1: Great. So, she got lucky today. Shot saw like pretty much the taxonomy of like the coolest birds. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a sparrow on that damn list. It was all the cool ones. No,
0: there wasn't <laughs> a sparrow. Bald eagle, great blue heron, uh, kestrel, geese, bubblehead duck, mallard, red tailed hawk, northern flicker. I don't even know what all those things are.
1: Me neither of this, but they sound really cool. No yeah. sparrows.
0: Yeah. Sounds really cool.
1: And you can't do that with a seasonal affective disorder as easy. You can't, can't bird is easy.
0: No, no. It helps. It helps when you have a sunny day and you don't get mm-hmm. enough of those in the Pacific Northwest in the winter. But so, nope. so tell me, tell me your. Uh, so you have some experience with this, and
1: unfortunately, yes.
0: What what is the, the is there a recommended um, for? Yeah, what's the 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 diagnosis of this? How do you know if you mm-hmm.
1: have it? Have you have it? So. In the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, it's like where we classify all the things that are wrong with us, and it's always being updated. And so it's, you know, don't take it with a grain of salt, it's just a snapshot of disorders. Like a bunch of psychiatrists get together annually and decide what goes in and what goes out, and they're constantly updating. Um, But this one's in there called sad, which is, you know, on the nose acronym, seasonal effect disorder. Uh, The definition is seasonal affective disorder is a form of depression, also known as SAD, S-A-D, seasonal depression or winter depression. Uh, This disorder is identified as a type of depression um, or like major depressive disorder with a seasonal pattern. And the criteria are feeling sad or having a depressed mood. Loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed. We also call that anhedonia for depression to speak. It's the opposite of like hedonism, like anhedonism, anhedonia, against hedonism. Like everything just feels meh, things you usually like to do, just don't hit the spot. Changes in appetite, usually eating more, craving carbs. I'm sure you can speak to that one uh, in your your space. Changes in sleep, usually sleeping too much, loss of energy or increased fatigue despite increased sleep hours, increase in purposelessness, physical, a decrease in uh, physical activity, inability to sit still, pacing, hand wringing, or slowed movements or speech, the, uh, these actions must be severe enough to be observable to others, just as to meet the criteria for the disorder. Feelings of worthlessness or guilt, difficulty thinking, concentrating, or making suicide, or making decisions up to thoughts of suicide or death being the most severe. Uh, it can begin at any age but typically starts when a person is between 18 and 30 Um, I think I'm outside that box because I was born in Utah and I moved here when I was 7 and my mom said I just incessantly complained about the rain every year and that's been the pattern ever since (laughs) I lived in Germany and uh, Colorado and spent time in Hawaii of course it magically just disappeared it wasn't there so when I came back here I was like yeah this is definitely a thing Every year, I threaten to move, and then days like this happen. And spring comes, and go. Oh, this is why I still live here. So I have to tell myself, rain is the tuition we pay for the spring and summer that we get here with the green. You can't beat summers here. I mean, it's it's hard to beat a summer in the Pacific Northwest. So it's the tuition you pay in, in my mind. But that's the DSM definition, um, and we can go from there. I love it. It's a cl- boring clinical part.
0: Well um well so uh, that's a gosh jo- like so many of these disorders like there's a lot of things that encompasses scary that like slowed speech um <clears throat> i um i could use some of that i think sometimes i talk faster than i think but oh uh, uh, me too me too in the um but in the interest of um you know how do we deal with you know seasonal affective disorder um or is it, what does it say a major depressive state major depressive? It, it useful- sort an of
1: aspect aspect of major depressive disorder yeah if you have a diagnosis that meet criteria for that then you're much more likely to have this as like an add-on to that sort of a, a spin-off of the same disorder in a way just makes it all worse makes depression worse okay and you can have aspects you know you could have like three of these criteria and not meet the full diagnosis, but still have some effects of it. You know, I think everybody has a little bit, unless you are that freakazoid who just loves the rain. I've met a few of those people. I'm like, you are in the right state or <laughs> Oregon Washington. Perfect for you.
0: Well, um, tell me about, tell me about the role of con- taking contrary action to uh, seasonal affective disorder.
1: Like what do you do against well-
0: it? So, so if you don't feel like exercise, you don't feel like eating and you don't feel like, you know, well, <laughs> like what, what do you, you do? Obviously those are, <laughs> the, the, those are the primary ways, it right. right. I understand. Like,
1: mm-hmm. so uh, you roll out of bed and get your eyeballs into light. Like Huberman says, you know, it's, he, he's right about that. Uh, you got to get, like you were talking about your circadian rhythms get thrown off. And that and that's somewhat normal and then we have daylight savings which is an extra stupidity that we need to get rid of I call it daylight losings because i don't see how we have more daylight but you need um you need to get that sunlight in the eyeballs it makes it so much worse if you don't do that and those little sad lamps uh they help a little bit but i don't think they hit all the correct neural pathways that the actual sun can do um just listen to huberman lab he's talked about this ad infinitum and it, much better expert than I am, but 10 minutes a day when it's sunny is enough. But if it's cloud cover, you got to be like 15, 20 minutes. Even if you have to put an umbrella out there over your head or put a, a jacket on, just do it. That it will help. You know, it's better than nothing, a lot better than nothing. And then once you do that, you might get a little more energy, you know, increase some cortisol, get some, some things going. If you can move, if you can take a walk in the rain, that's even better. Uh, get some physical activity going, that can start. You know, getting getting you out of the funk, cold water immersion. Heck yeah, that'll increase the the, the dopamine, what you need because you're feeling the funk. Dopamine will get you a little bit out of the funk, uh, and you get some adrenaline going, and that's also helpful. And it, it, there's going to be a lot of willpower needed at first, uh, especially if you're feeling flat like that. Um, but it, it's cumulative. You got to keep doing it. You can't just do one day and call it good for the week. You got to do it every day, and have like best practices around it to manage it um some people do antidepressants uh that that's a, like a, a, a se- like they come off during the sunny season and they go back on during the the shit season um so there are different avenues to this but uh, yeah physical activity and light viewing um those are those are real big and you can speak to the physical activity part because that's your, your your jam
0: yeah man i mean <clears throat> the the beauty part, I think the re- the reason why people that I work with get so such outsized results is because they kind of onboard themselves, or they agree to doing things they specifically don't want to do. That's why they hire a coach, and mm. um, like the not wanting to move, not wanting to eat, or being afraid of movement. Like the amount of hormonal benefits that come from activity, like specifically strength training, but you know, also, you know, running cardiovascular, I mean, so huge for your mental health. And if you're working with me or you're in a, you know, a a coaching program where that's what you're doing, you're, you're just automatically getting juiced and it it even works better. I mean, in my opinion, my best days, the days that have the most excitement for me are the days where I don't feel like doing something. And then I do, I do the physical training, right? Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. eating is the same way. I'm not somebody who likes food. I'm a very high strung person. I don't slow down very much. It's hard to remi- remind myself to eat, but when I'm eating on a plan, like I, I, I feel qualitatively different and it does something to your brain. I was just reading on, um, about dopamine and a dopamine, um, it was called the, the anti-addiction diet or the, or the dopamine diet or something, but it was essentially just a a healthy diet. It was like high protein, lots of different colors of vegetables, um, you know, uh, healthy fats. And, um, when you're, when you're eating that way, you're, you know, I think I mentioned this in our last episode, but that the pressure to, um, there's less anxiety, less pressure to cope with, you know, um, numbing behaviors, like, you know, video games or alcohol or, right. you know, things that are a little bit bad for you or have more, uh, physical consequences and benefits. I'll, I'll, I'll frame it that way. But mm. when you do, if you don't feel like doing it, so you have seasonal affective disorder, or if you're just like feeling tired and shitty, the more deposits you put into your bank, when you're feeling that way, the more dramatic the upswing that you get from it. Because if mm-hmm. you're already feeling good and you go bang on a great workout, cool. You do feel juiced, but not as juiced as you feel from like being going from zero to sixty.
1: Much better. Yeah. yeah it's That's better. the ironic part.
0: Yeah. So um the contrary action, it's almost like I can't think of a state that I'm in where doing the opposite of what I feel like doing is is not usually the right answer i said that in a really double negative way but i'm saying like most of the time if you if you if there's something you want to avoid if you do that thing you get a lot of benefit
1: yeah yeah you and you've overcome the hard thing and you know you can do hard things yeah that
0: but there's also like um i don't know if it's dopamine or serotonin or because you get you get self-trust right self-respect what you just said like uh, i can do things but you also get like there's my vi- my my metaphor for this is like there is a um a lockbox around all of these uh, power ups in your brain mm-hmm. and when you throw the lock that is the self respect part and then the 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 power up is something different like um if you're afraid of, like so I'm, I'm working on um being on social media so uh, my skill is very low. So I'm really avoidant on like writing my posts and, you know, and shooting the videos and doing the pictures and things. But it's like, every time I do it, like I'm I'm not just proud. I also get the benefit of like, ooh, crafting my message. And then sometimes I'll get a like or, you know, a new follower or whatever. And I get excited about that. So there's like, there's the benefit of doing the hard thing. And then there's also the, whatever mm-hmm. you're working for, it gives you some reward too. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's like, uh, you don't just, it, there's the discipline, but then there's also the payoff.
1: Yeah. And I, I wish I could remember this, but uh, Huberman was talking about this on the Goggins episode. There's a part of your brain that we're talking about here that is happening when you work it, it gets bigger. And when you don't work it, that kind of atrophies, just constantly getting bigger or less, depending on how much you put into it. Just listen to the Goggins episode and he'll lay it up. It's completely fascinating.
0: Well, the, the, um, <clears throat> the brain doesn't know um an exception to the rule right like a brain doesn't know oh we don't drink except for when we do right like every time you choose to um if you don't every time you exercise the lack of impulse control then you're the the neural groove for that you know impulse gets gets stronger. stronger and easier and then every time you exercise impulse control that neural pathway gets stronger and it's just a vote and it's never 100%, it's never 0 or 100 even if it feels like it but mm-hmm. um you know for some people if you're like a an addict you know it's like 60 40 99 99 to 1 whatever it's outsized in one direction but every time you use the other way it's another vote for it and it becomes less mm-hmm. of a, um it becomes less of a uh unbelievable option right the the believability mm-hmm. increases for your uh the the your ability to select what you actually want. Correct.
1: Cool. So habits. Habits.
0: Physically move, eat, um, get some sunlight in your sunlight. eyeballs. Um mm-hmm. so how do you early do, in the morning? So when you get when you get hit with this, do you have a ritual that you perform like, okay, I'm feeling this mm-hmm. it's that time of year again, I have to X, Y, or Z? Oh
1: yeah. So I definitely have i get up and it's still dark out usually and i throw on all the lights and this is i'm i'm taking this from huberman's protocols uh and sort of making my own in a way throwing all the lights um and i put on that little sad lamp so it's bright in my eyes and then once the sun starts to come up and it's kind of kind of cool to watch the sunrise uh you, you want that low solar angle in the morning so you know, the earlier in the day, the better to get the the benefits of sunlight. Once it reach, reaches high noon, it's going to be less so. Um, and then even if you can get the sunset, low solar angle again, that can also help with sleep. And oh yeah, getting maintaining regular sleep during this time period, also very, very, very helpful. Uh, so th- in the morning, that's what I do. Um, I get up, turn all the lights on, start taking my supplements, throw a podcast on, you know, I'm starting to Wake up, learn. And then when the sun comes up, I go outside for, if it's sunny, then I can stay for 10. If it's rainy, which it usually is, then it's uh umbrella and I'm just out there. And I have my phone and podcast going at the same time. So I'm, I'm not bored to death. Or you could just take a mindful moment of 20 minutes and just take it in. You know, it's hard when you can't stand the thing that you're looking at. For me, I just, just looking at the rain through the window, just, I hate it so much. I can't stand it. Uh, So that's hard, but I know I need the sunlight. So um, getting outside is good. And you just kind of feel a little bit better being out of the house because you have all your environmental triggers in the house um, that will remind you of like what you perceive as like, oh, here's another shitty day, you know, cue the depression or whatever. So getting out of the house is just like, oh, I can't look at that thing that reminds me of one more day of, you know, hibernation. So uh, that that's what I've been doing, and then when it's like this, you can actually leave the house and go do things and connect with people. That's another good one. Like talk to humans, connect, uh, even if it's on the phone you know, or even it's uh, on Facetime, do it. It's it, it's helpful. You know, you got to find things that help you. Even if you get that anhedonia thing, like still try to do the thing that gives you joy. If it, it's not, try something else. So you if you do nothing, you know it's going to get worse, and then cumulatively go the other way to where you can't get out of bed and you're getting a full-on depressive episode that's that's hard so that's one way i work with it um the other way is just fucking move <laughs> move to a sunny state you know that some people have to it just beats them down too much like I, i'm moving to texas i'm moving to hawaii whatever i'm out of here colorado uh colorado gets 300 days of sun no believe it or not isn't that crazy Oh, you can move to Bend in Oregon. Perfect. If you want to stay in Oregon, go to Bend. Perfect. More sun. So there there are workarounds. But so for me it's getting uh getting sunlight, doing things that give me joy, connecting with humans, getting uh regular sleep. Um I I go down and get up the same time as much as possible. And uh, keep that keep on track with I have the aura ring and track my sleep and things like that. So that's that's um that's what I do. Well, um,
0: all of those things seem valuable and um I don't think that there's any um anything in there that people would think is outlandish advice. Me for me personally, um I I kind of have a checklist of like eight or ten things that I I need to do every day. They're really easy though. It's like um mm. somebody um a gracious text, um, you know, um workout um you know eat you know eat eat on eat on plan um you know there's these like these little things I just go through them even if I don't feel like especially if I don't feel like it and I always tell myself when I get to the end of the checklist then if I want to like zone out and watch tv or you know whatever um it's fine and inevitably I have a better day if I just yeah go through my my checklist and and i think that's the 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 thing that creates character is the willingness to go through uh even when you don't necessarily feel as hopeful uh, because you could take hope-filled action without necessarily feeling
1: like you know excited yes. about it i like how you said that take what did you say take uh hope-filled action yeah you, you, you just because you don't want to doesn't mean you can't do it you yeah, know if you if you ask the feeling part of your brain do you want to do this what do you think it's going to say 100% of the time <laughs> do i feel like working out today <laughs> once you have that conversation you're going to get an answer and it's going to be a downhill or uphill battle from there what's that other running joke what's the hardest workout you do every day the front door yeah you know, i mean or whatever it is get out of bed
0: <laughs> yeah that's right um but the I think people, I say this all the time, but people over, over index on intensity and under index mm. on consistency. It's like, mm. I'd rather have, I'm, I convince myself to leave with some energy left in the tank way more often than I convince myself uh, to, to get to the gym. Cause like, I don't have expectations about how hard or how much I'm supposed to lift, but I just have to get there and do it. And then, um, I'm in a good place once I do that, but it's, it's, it's very, if if you have too, it's really easy to put pressure and expectation on ourselves. And if I have to squat, you know, 95% of my max today, God, I'm going to delay that workout as long as I can.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But, um, yeah, man. So for seasonal affective disorder, eat, workout, m- move, connect with people. Like you said, FaceTime, if you can't get in front of them, mm. um, get that, get that daylight in and um, yeah. And especially if you don't feel like it, I feel like that's the more strong indicator that the, the greater your, um, the greater the resistance, the greater the payoff.
1: Yeah. And that feels good. And then once you get that, that's how you can kind of trick the feeling brain is like, Oh, remember how good that felt? Yeah like oh let's do it okay you know that's it sucks because that limbic part of the brain is like kind of dumb but it has all the power and the prefrontal cortex is super smart it has almost like just a little bit of power it knows what to do but the feeling of the brain will just stump it every time but if you trick it and go remember how good this feels it gets on board and then you're off off to the races it's kind of like that analogy of like that person riding an elephant you know the person's like thinks they're controlling the elephant but that that motherfucker can do whatever it wants when it wants to, you know, so you got to have some good trickery going on or else you're going to get tossed. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. It, it's like,
0: um, if you're ever the, 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 the prefrontal cortex, that little, the, the, the rider, not the elephant. If mm-hmm. you're ever thinking about, if you're ever burning up willpower, uh, to, to not do something like don't, uh, text that ex don't drink the beer. Don't instead of thinking about or doing any worrying about willpower. If you have a moment of consciousness, you yes. want to fix your environment. So you can't, you know, you get rid of the alcohol, you, you, you delete yeah. your, you delete your ex's number. You, 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 de- you block that. You do everything you can while you're conscious of it to clean out your cash and, and just make mm. it possible mm. for you to have a relapse and then when the elephant takes back over, which is inevitable, then mm-hmm. they'll just do what your environment tells you to do. And that will be hopefully the right thing if you set it up properly.
1: That's perfectly said. <laughs> 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 we're, we're pretty dumb for how smart we are, aren't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, um, well, well, maybe on our next episode, we'll go deeper into crafting an environment because... <clears throat> mm. um, yes environment is responsible for a lot of our successes and failures mm-hmm. and I don't think people pe- I mean we we unconsciously wise people unconsciously set up really great environments right like um if you're if you set your home up to have comfort but not a lot of distractions right like you don't have a lot of um gadgets and electronics mm-hmm. and stuff Clutter. Mm-hmm. it's easier to focus yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're, um, if you, if you have an impulsive uh, personality and then you have a lot of temptations around you, then you're, you're setting your life up for a lot of
1: hardship. Oh yeah. Don't have that Xbox controller out on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Oh man. All right. Well, we, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, We know what to do when we're sad and uh, uh, any last tips for the warriors watching the
1: uh, watching or listening to the podcast on this topic uh try not to have the conversation with your feeling brain um this hard when you're depressed uh have an intention and just say uh, uh you know don't don't have the conversation if you notice you're having a conversation do I feel like this just interrupt it you can do the Mel Robbins five second rule which works which you just count down from five to one and then you move that interrupts that conversation because you're using numbers and it's a different part of your brain. Like we're not talking Do I want to do it like five, four, three, two, one, move. Just stand and walk, go towards something and then, and then it's changed and you'll notice it's not the same dynamic. If you're sitting there, do I feel like getting out of bed? No. Well, you're on the ground and you're out of bed or of operations one done. And then you go from there and then implement all the other things we've sort of talked about. Or make it make it work for you make a a routine and a schedule because it is cumulative um you can't just do it a couple times a week and hope that it all goes away because it won't need that that light consistently you need all these um, practices consistently
0: all right all right well you heard it here get consistent and uh, aside from helping you with your sad it also it'll make you a happy person
1: as well in my experience when I'm um following my checklist it will yeah no free dopamine then you get you get the reward after the, the, the dopamine comes after you do the ice bath it sucks at first but then the dopamine comes and it's like ah that was great um man i love it love
0: the love the conversation miles i uh, appreciate you man look forward to the next one too
1: likewise until then out